Welcome back, everybody, to our third week of conversations about discipleship. And over the last few weeks, just been unpacking and identifying what a disciple is, talking about how, the why behind it. And today we want to get a little more practical with you and, and talk about some of the ways that we hope to come alongside everyone that's a part of the collective in making disciples and being discipled. If you remember from last week, we talked about how a disciple is someone who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and is committed to the mission of Jesus. And part of that mission includes this reality of making disciples. So we're going to step into those thoughts with Chris and just understand where do we start with all this? Yeah, so people who were a part of or went back and listened to Pastor Sean talk, uh, rewind, fast forward. You know, he talked about kind of these three three different aspects or areas that will kind of be a focus for us this year, and and those being prayer, discipleship, and baptism, and the way that that those lay out actually kind of falls in line with what it looks like in terms of how we make disciples. You, you'll you'll find a hundred different authors with a thousand different ways of making disciples and things like that, and. I don't know if there's really a right way or a wrong way, but, well, there is a wrong way. <laughs> I'll retract that statement. However, you know, I think it's important for us that we at least have something in place to where we can equip people to make disciples. You know, if, if we're going to say that that's, a, that's an emphasis for us, we need to be able to have some things in place, some tools some to, to help guide people through that process. You know, just like we talked about with, with the kind of our focus for this year, the, I think the first component of this is 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 prayer. You know, we're looking at a, a model that that we're going to refer to as microgroups, men with men and women with women. This is not a this is not a mixed group. It's different from a from a life group setting or, or something like that. Um, it's a little bit more intentional. There is a little bit more a greater level of intensity, I think, to going through this process. Um, but we also recognize that. You know, there's there is a cost to discipleship and to discipling people, and we have to be willing to take take some of those steps. And so, it really starts with prayer. In terms of if you feel like you need to be discipling people, and you don't know how to start that process, um, start with prayer. I'll start with you know asking God. You know, hey, who are who are some guys or or ladies that that you could put in my life that I could I could maybe bring into a group setting like this where. It's not just about me teaching them, but as we build relationship and as we get to know each other, we can kind of all grow together and mm -hmm. help each other grow spiritually because um, everybody's bringing their, their different thoughts and ideas and understandings to the table. And as you, as you discuss these things, um, it kind of challenges your, your thoughts a little bit and helps you to, to really grow deeper in, in your faith. And so starting with prayer, I think is, is, is key and just listening to, you know, who God is placing in your life or who he's bringing to mind that you can begin to have some of these conversations with. Sean gave us those three visionary statements for the collective this year. Yep. Um, prayer being one of them. The, the next one is making disciples. Mm -hmm. And as you defined it with micro groups, how micro are we getting? Yeah. So I think the idea, you know, three, three, no less than three, uh, but no more than four. And including the leader, including the leader. Yeah. Or I should say the initiator. Yes. Not necessarily, yeah. Yes. We'll talk more about that in a second. Yes. It's, you know, it's three or four. I um, mean, the idea being, uh, you know, one-on-one's one -on -one's not bad. 
right? I mean, you've got the examples of Paul and Timothy, you know, that we read in scripture and the one-on-one's not bad, but when you have just a one-on-one relationship in discipling, what that does is it puts all the pressure on the one that's discipling Mm. to create an image of what it looks like to follow Christ for the one being discipled. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. If you really think about it, right? Because everything falls on you. But if you've got others in the mix, you know, with, with three or four, you've got different, different levels of spir- spiritual maturity. You have different um, ideas and thoughts. You have different experiences, uh, you know, things that you have been through and you have experienced with God in your life and, and kind of how some of those things played out that you can speak that into others, but also that they can speak back into you as well. You want a level of intimacy and vulnerability within that group where if it gets too big, um, it's hard to, hard to create that as well. So let's say I, I feel that nudge and I find myself going, okay, I, I believe my next step is to become a part of making disciples and helping people take their next steps. What is that going to look like for me? What would take place if I began that journey with this group of three or four? Yeah. So initially, I think, you know, as, as you get together for the first time, I think it's, it's really, that's just a conversation of this is what this is going to look like. And we have some tools and things that we can give you to help kind of start this process and get going. But I think making sure that everybody understands what it is that they're committing to, because this is, this is a commitment. You know, there's, there's really even an aspect of it where as you commit to this, you know, because the idea is, is, is getting together weekly. Um, you know, I know so we have, we have some life groups that will get together weekly. Some of them are every other week. Some of them, you know, once a month, it just depends on the makeup of the group and what everybody can do. And like I mentioned before, this is a little bit more intense. And so you want to make sure that everybody has an understanding of what they're committing to. But then even before you start, then everybody needs to kind of go home and process it a little bit. And if you're married, you need to have a conversation with your spouse because they need really to be on board as well of understanding this, this may change some things around here in terms of, you know, what our, what our weekly schedule looks like or whatever. And if they're not on board with you, you know, maybe that's, that's not the right time. But once everybody gets, gets to that same page, you're getting together weekly, you're, you're in the word, you are memorizing scripture. There's some stuff that you'll do on your own during the week. And then as you come together, your time together is really spent having conversation about what you've worked through on your own. Uh, there's, there's some specific Bible passages that, that you'll go through each week. Like I said, scripture memory. Um, there's a component where it kind of gives you co- sort of a modern day understanding of tying together everything that you've been working through for the week. Um, and then you get together and you have conversations about that. You know, ideally you cap it at 90 minutes because it's not a, We've got to get through all of this in 90 minutes. If you 90 minutes, you stop, you pick up the next week where you left off. It's not a timetable. You're not trying to rush it through. There's no, there's no gold medal for getting through it faster than any, anybody else. But the, the nice thing about the group is in a setting like this, you can, you can accommodate all the different levels of maturity that are represented in the group spiritually because you have, you have the freedom to have that conversation. You have the freedom to ask those questions um, and it's a safe place for you to be able to do that. It's consistency mm-hmm. and it's moving at the speed of relationship. Yep. I think a lot of growth can happen when you're moving at that speed. Cause this isn't, this isn't a, 
legalistic journey together. Yeah. It is, we're going to know God more and we're going to learn how to love God more. And we may have somebody who starts this and, and initiates bringing that group together. But as it develops, uh, our, our desire is that it becomes shared leadership. Can you, can you enlighten what that looks like so it's not an intimidating thought to people? Yeah. So uh, initially, you're, you're going to have a leader. You're going to have somebody that's going to be inviting other people into these groups. But as you start meeting and you start to get to know each other better and you start to become more comfortable in that setting, the idea then is that those three or four people in that group would kind of rotate in facilitating their time together. Uh, you know, the particular resource that we have available lays out most of the discussion questions or topics or whatever. And so really it's just a matter of asking the question um, because everybody's doing the same prep work every week. If, if you're, if you're staying consistent with this, you know, and the reason that that's important for everybody in the group to be comfortable in facilitating a group like this is because the idea then is that once you finish the said curriculum and again, understand that doesn't make you the ultimate disciple, but it gets you a lot farther down the road than you were when you started then the idea is that everybody in that group then would begin praying about who God would have them invite to their own group. Mm -hmm. And this is where the multiplication of disciples begins to take place because what started with four, let's just say in a perfect world, that four finishes their, their year, eight to 12 months, whatever it is, however long it takes them. And then they each go and invite three others. Now you have 16. Okay. So then fast forward then another year. Now you're at 64. Right. And it's it's this generational thing, so to speak, where you can look back, but it's not it's not just a one and done. Again, when you go back to the the Great Commission, you know, make disciples plural of all nations. It's not make one and then you're good. Mm -hmm. you, you do it again. But in the in that process, what the hope is is that you're also teaching and enabling others how to do the same. And that's that's where that, that's the idea behind that. And my hope would be that after you go on that journey with a group of people, your passion and desire to do so, it, it's not even a second thought of, all right, who's next? Yeah. Who, who else can I walk with as we keep growing together? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I love the thought. I hope that people take these kind of next steps, whether it is to be discipled or to step in that realm of, I, I feel like I need to start one of these. And we, we want to come alongside of you. We want to equip you encourage you and empower you to to lead in this way because it's what Jesus calls us to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't we can't ignore it. I'm pretty sure it's not optional. I think it's something that we're called to do. And as we talked about on this Sunday, I wonder sometimes if this is just where some of us get stuck. Mm. We're praying, man, we're in the word, we're doing these different things and we're growing. And yet we still have that feeling of but I'm stuck. I, I can't seem to get any further spiritually. Yeah. C call me crazy, which wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder if this is one of those next steps to where you experience more of dependency on Jesus than you've ever known. Because once you start walking with people, you start leaning into the Holy Spirit and a whole lot more because you, you have that sense of I, this matters. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do this on my own ability, so I'm going to lean into his leading 
to, to help me walk this out with others. But yeah. I just I just wonder, have some of us got stuck because we've we've done everything but experienced what it is to make a disciple. Mm. And I think that's a place that's worth exploring. Yep. Because I, I feel pretty confident uh, God's going to honor that and you're going to sense a level of growth that maybe, maybe you haven't known for a while. Mm-hmm. So, well... Anything else that pops into your head or heart when it comes to inviting people into this process? Yeah, I, you know, I think just something important to keep in mind is it this this process, it's a journey. It is a long journey, and it is an ongoing journey. You know, just as we are always attempting to grow and mature in our faith and, and grow closer to Jesus, it's, you know, you don't, you don't reach a point where you're like, oh, I'm there. I, you know, I'm going to, we're, we're always, we're always striving to take that next step. Understanding discipleship, it's, it's the same thing. You know, it's not, Pastor Sean talked about, it's not a six week, eight week course and oh, you're a disciple. It, it, it's the long game. We're not necessarily always wired to play the long game. But as you take that step of faith and you recognize, okay, maybe this is the next step for me and you begin to lean more and more into the Holy Spirit to help you and to guide you as you are doing life with these people. Um, you're getting into their mess. You're, you're, you're celebrating their, their wins, you know, all these different things. I think that helps us grow as well. We, just, we have to be willing to trust and, and, and take that step, but know that it's, it's, it is the long game. And it's a long game. The Nazarene Collective is willing to walk with you and to, uh, man, just help you take your next steps. And we believe this is one of the most important ones you can take is making disciples and being discipled. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week at both campuses. There are opportunities to, well, just become more invested in the life of someone else in making disciples. I just want to encourage you to talk to your campus pastor, to talk to Chris Gonzalez as well. Just if you have questions about how you can become more involved. We, we got some ways and we want to get you going because we believe this is not only life changing, but it could be community changing as well because we believe that Jesus is what it's all about. And with him at the center, we're going to see a huge impact on our world. And even though you think, well, how could I impact the world? Well, do you remember the little number game Chris just did a little bit ago? You think you're just impacting three people. But in the long run, how God works in you and through you, through those lives as well, uh, man, we can see so many people come to know Jesus and walk with him. Well, thanks for joining us today on The Collective Conversation. We'll see you next time.